0: Welcome to the Ask a Club Fitter Podcast, answering your questions on all things golf equipment and club fitting. Here's your host, hoping to help you play better golf. He's a PGA professional, founder of Tour Fit Golf, and has worked with some of the world's best players. Tom Davies. Hey everyone. Good morning. And welcome to the podcast. If this is your uh, your first uh, podcast you're listening to, uh, then welcome aboard. Uh, a little update for everyone since the last podcast. Uh, thanks to everyone for signing up for the newsletter, by the way. Uh, as soon as this podcast is published I will be sending out uh, an email just to let everybody know that there is uh, a new podcast available so if you are listening for the first time uh, please don't be afraid to head over to my website torfitgolf.co.uk and sign up for uh, for the newsletter. Now this podcast is we're going to be talking about uh, a a lot of things uh, 2022 uh, not just kind of in my business, but also what's going on in the uh, in the industry as well. And it's always quite an exciting time of the year, not just because of Christmas, but uh, because of new equipment launches uh, and everything else going on uh, in the industry coming up to the new year. We've got the Masters approaching and th- there's always a, a buildup of anticipation and excitement uh, around golf, uh, you know, going into the new year, even though it's not a great time for us to be playing here in the UK. The weather's very cold, very wet. Uh, I could be quite miserable, but uh, certainly, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. So uh, in the new year, what's going to be happening with us? Uh, we are going to be launching uh, a shop on our website where you're going to be able to go on. Uh, you can purchase uh, anything from uh, from a club fitting perspective. So if you're looking for uh, sleeves, if you're looking for grips, if you're looking for certain shafts, you can go on there uh, and purchase these directly. We will, if you want to, uh, build up shafts with sleeves and grips on to whatever spec that you want. So that's quite exciting uh, from our perspective. And also we've got a really, really exciting thing. Uh, I'm not sure I can announce it yet, um, but as a little taster, we are going to be doing wedge personalization. Uh, I've ordered in a... um, excuse me, uh, a laser. So we can do do laser etching, we can do stamping effects, we can do all sorts of different things uh, and the possibilities really are endless with this machine. So I'm very excited. And what we're hoping for is that uh, you as a consumer can go onto the website, you can pick a, a brand new wedge, which uh, we can build to whatever spec that you want with whatever shaft that you want. And you can also add in any personalization that you want as well. Uh, so keep an eye out on my Instagram uh, and I'll certainly be updating everybody uh, in the newsletters uh, when that's available. But we're hoping to kind of tie that in with the new launcher wedges for uh, from Vokey with the SM9s, which I think is going to be uh, March time. But moving on to uh, some of the new products uh, for 2022, if we have a look through uh, through a lot of the major manufacturers, Titleist, Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade, um, some of them are not going to be launching any new products until later in the year. So Ping and Titleist uh, for the for the main part of next year are going to be sticking with the TSI range and the G four two five range. Personally, uh, I found that all of these drivers have been fantastic. Uh, the G425 is a very, very good driver, very solid, very stable, uh, and I'm certainly going to still take some beat in from any new products going into the new year. The TSI range, I've got a TSI 3 driver myself. Really love the look of it, love the feel of it, manages spin really nicely, and certainly when it sits on the ground for me, uh, the face angle is really, really good. Uh, and that also you know is a fantastic driver and not also is that only a, a good driver in itself the tightness range is fantastic where they've got you know the tsi1 tsi2 tsi3 um you know which covers a whole host of uh possibilities when it comes to fit in and can cater for a lot of clients to be fair so it's fair to say that any company launching new products in 2022 uh, has, got, uh, has got a challenge in front of them because even the existing products which are carrying over from this year, uh, like I say, are very, very good. Now, TaylorMade and Callaway are launching new products next year. I've been very lucky to see both products. I've not hit any of them, nor have I seen any data uh, from them on a TrackMan or anything, but... Um, but all i can say is uh it's going to be an it's ex- it's going to be an exciting start to the year however i always look at these product launches uh with um i don't even know how to describe it without sounding too negative but i'm always kind of i try not to get carried away with the marketing and the stories which uh which they they kind of uh, they tell because it seems like we go around in circles with a lot of things. Um, you know, we just talk about something like movable weight. If you have a look at, you know, even across the range uh, of, of manufacturers, it seems like we go through this cycle of there's no movable weight. Now there's movable weight. Now there's not movable weight. Now we're reintroducing it. And it's kind of like, well, you know, where where are we going with it? You know, is it good or is it not good? is it a cost thing? I mean, it's definitely a cost thing if they take out, uh, you know, movable weight, you know, anytime that you put a track in there or movable weight, it does add cost, uh, to, to the product. So, um, I'm always dubious when, you know, they start to talk about there's no movable weight and then there's movable weight because I just think it's a cost thing. It is a very useful tool from a fitting perspective. So to not have it, uh, in a product, um, I think, or at least in some products, is a disadvantage. Um, but it, it is very interesting when you listen to the manufacturers talking about, you know, their new products. and you know, the bottom line to it is when any manufacturer launches products, you know, it does spike sales for them. It spikes sales for uh, for me as a retailer and as a fitter. Um, so you could look at it on that point as a, as a really good thing. But when when you you know, you look at it from a consumer's perspective and the vast majority of the listeners, I'm sure you can you can relate to this, is that it can be quite frustrating when when manufacturers are bringing products out uh, on a regular basis. I do think there's a bit of a misconception around certain brands bringing products out, um, you know, t- i uh, have got this reputation for bringing products out every five minutes. Um, but the bottom line to it is, you know, they've had a product launch every year for, you know, God knows how many years, uh, apart from one in 2013, I believe, where they launched R1 and SLDR in the same year. And and that really is, as, has given them this, this awful reputation that, you know, they bring out a driver and, you know, within a couple of months, then your new brand new driver, which uh, has been marketed very, very well, it is now... Um, no good and uh, has lost a lot of value, but that's really not the case. You know, they they do launch once a year and sometimes they have different family of products, which also can make it seem like, you know, they've got a new driver coming out, but when you actually compare someone like TaylorMade versus Titleist, you know, Titleist might have TSI one, TSI two, TSI three drivers, so essentially three different options. You know, sometimes tailor made will have, uh, if we look at it historically, uh, it'd be something like R15 and burner. You know, there's, there's two different products there. Um, it seems like there's two different products, but really it's, it's three heads. You know, you've, you, you, you've got R15, 460, you had R15, 430, and then the burner, which essentially is like TSI1, TSI2, TSI3. Um but it just offers a, an opportunity for marketing where they can say, you know, we're launching this AeroBurner driver a couple of months after we're launching R15. And it does seem like it's a completely new driver and it's another new driver in the market, but really it adds to the products which are already there rather than uh, replacing the products. And um, I, I think that can be misunderstood sometimes from a consumer perspective. when When you're looking at new products, even internally amongst the manufacturers, they, they would look at products as, uh, in, in two categories uh, from, from a launch perspective. One would be uh, a revolutionary product. And the other would be an evolutionary product. So to start on the evolutionary products, uh, this would be where you, you would take the existing products and you would tweak it and change it ever so slightly so that there's an evolution of the product. It gets a little bit better. Um, thinking of, uh, you know, tailor-made just to pick, um, to pick one, you know, you look M1, 2016, M1, 2017, uh, That's an evolution of the product. Uh, M5, M6, that is also an evolution of the product. You've got SIM, SIM2, that is an evolution of the product. Um, And then you look at it on the other side then, which is more of a revolutionary uh, launch. And that's where something seriously changes, whether it's a brand new technology, new materials, you know, even sometimes new colors, you know, you go back, uh, almost 10 years ago, well, over 10 years ago now, um, you know, when R11 launched, that would be a revolution in terms of, you know, the product itself. It was a white, uh, a white crown driver, which a lot of people thought, what the heck is going on? Uh, but that was massive for tailor-made back in the day. And that's something which would be classed as a revolutionary product. Um, and that is normally where you start to see bigger gains from a performance perspective. Uh, it's sometimes where you will you will see huge marketing uh, campaigns from the companies because you know they, they would believe that you know this is a revolution and this is really going to improve performance and every golfer has got to get this club in the bag. Going back, uh, certainly across my lifetime as a golfer, I would consider there to be you know, quite a few different uh, revolutionary points in time where products have really made a big difference. Uh, Going right back to the start for me, uh, I actually had a choice when I was buying my first drivers. Do I want to buy a metal driver or do I want to buy a wooden driver? And my first driver was the uh, the tailor-made, Burner. Uh, it was a metal driver. It's probably about the same size as um, not even a five wood these days. And I thought I was the bee's knees having this driver. You know, it's metal. It was going to come off really fast. Uh, it sounded fantastic. And um, you know, at that point when I first started playing golf, you know, I felt like that was really going to give me an advantage of using a metal driver over a over a wooden driver. Which of course, you know, it didn't take long for the wooden drivers to kind of. Um, you know, to, to come out of production. Moving on, you know, for me, then, you know, I, I remember going from something like that then into my first serious product where I'd saved up a lot of money, saved up all of the money for my paper rounds. Um, and God knows how many paper rounds trying to pay for, pay for drivers and golf equipment, but i remember one of the first drivers that i had which i kind of fell in love in uh, in love with rather in the early 2000 2001 2002 uh which was the Titleist 975 titanium driver you know that that was an absolute beast of a driver i even remember the head cover it had kind of like these um Uh, red, white and uh, black sock at the bottom of it. And it, it, uh, even in the bag, it just, at the time, it looked fantastic, you know, and uh, that was a great driver that almost uh, preceded the era of, uh, you know, the biggest big birther, the greatest big birther, the big birther driver where, you know, the size of the product then started to become and the material uh, started to get bigger. The faces started to get a little bit faster Um, I personally, I don't think I had a biggest Big Bertha driver, but, um, you know, the Titleist 975 driver was was almost like the start of an era. Then, of course, moving along then a couple of years, uh, you know, the drivers got even bigger. You know, you look at a Titleist 975D driver now and, uh, you know, it looks pretty small. And I remember you know ping launching their isi titanium driver uh and that was just huge you know it was a very very weird shape very f- funny looking uh hosel to it and i would class that as a bit of revolutionary uh it, i think the first one was black and then they they brought out then the uh isi what was it it was like a bluey driver uh, the year after or two years after. And that looked fantastic. Uh, and it, it, it was awesome. But but that, that gives you a bit of a flavor, really, of the, the type of uh, revolutionary products that I'm talking about where things start changing dramatically. You start seeing big differences uh, on the golf course. And unfortunately, now we've kind of reached a, a point with Manufacturing and design, where you know there's a lot of limits, which you know the R and D the companies have got to work around. And if if these limits weren't in place, we'd probably be hitting the ball a lot further. Uh, I know we we definitely would be hitting the ball a lot further and a lot straighter. Um, but these limits that we talk about the COR of the face, um, CT testing, uh, which is where you know the the driver is in a clamp essentially, and you know, the, the, there's almost like a little um, a little anchor, I guess, which which just drops down into the face, and they are measuring the time that that anchor is kind of in the face. It's the easiest way for me to explain it. If anybody wants to see a video or a little demonstration on um, CT testing, just drop me a direct message on Instagram, and I'll uh, I'll send you a link so you can see it. Uh, but they measure the time, uh, the contact time that it's uh, that's in, uh, you know, on the face and you know, that, that is a big limiting factor in terms of how they can develop the faces and how much speed they could start uh, applying to the golf ball. So any, any time that we see, you know, big revolutionary stories these days, you know, it's got to be within the limits that, you know, the RNA and the USGA are putting out there for us to play as golfers with. Um, and this is where kind of like sometimes then from a marketing standpoint, the manufacturers will start talking around a certain parameter. So as an example, from a fitting standpoint, we would discuss launch, speed and spin. Um, certainly I do anyway, quite heavily doing fittings. And, you know, that, that's, those are the three things that we're, we're looking to change. If we can improve the speed, if we can, you know, maintain the launch or increase the launch and lower the spin Typically, we're going to get we're going to get a lot more distance. It does come at a cost sometimes, um, but certainly, you know, being able to do that to the three parameters is going to give you more distance. Now, in the past, what manufacturers I think have been guilty of is focusing on one of these parameters. So, as an example, um, or even two of them, you know, high launch, low spin. It's quite easy to make a product to launch really high and to spin really low. But the one thing that you can't do is when you create a product which launches high and spins really low, it's very, very, very difficult to maintain the ball speed. So often, you know, marketing campaigns will, will say something along the lines of high launch, low spin, and you might have to loft up as an example, um, which, you know, has been a, a story from uh, from recent years from one of the manufacturers. And that's just a managed launch and spin. But, you know, the speed then, all of a sudden nobody talks about. And, you know, if you were to just market it on speed, you probably wouldn't sell at any drivers whatsoever. So it's going to be really interesting going forward into this next year to see what the stories are, to see whether some of the manufacturers focus around speed, whether they focus around spin and launch and maybe what fitters are doing then to manage some of, some of these parameters. So, you know, if we were to focus on uh, speed as an example, and uh, just purely ball speed, and I'm talking TrackMan numbers now. If we see a product which is going to come out from Callaway or Titleist, TaylorMade, Ping, whatever it is. Where they say this speed of this driver off the face is absolutely unbelievable, well, we know that you know they can't break the limits of c u r and c t testing, so it can't be the face, it could be the loft of the driver could be a little stronger, which is giving you you know a little bit more speed. It could be that they've manipulated the c g location. Now, when you manipulate the CG location, you can, of course, um, you know, increase or decrease the speed. You can increase or decrease the launch and you can increase or decrease the spin. But what is very difficult to do is do that in isolation. So it's very difficult just to change the CG location and just change speed. As it is very difficult to change it just to change spin or launch, and typically, what you would do is by changing one of them and, and really focusing on changing one of them. So, let's just take speed as an example. If you increase speed by manipulating the CG location and making a, a potential driver, you know, more efficient, then typically, what you're going to do is probably increase the spin rate um, at the same time. So there's there's going to be tasks then on your hand from a fitness standpoint where, yes, you've got this, this huge amount more speed, you know, two, three, four mile an hour, whatever it is. But if you've got a ball which is spinning a lot more, then it might not result in as much distance as what the speed is suggesting. So if you're getting, you know, three, four mile an hour speed uh, or more speed, then typically you're looking at, you know, probably six to 10 yards more distance with the driver. And if you're not getting that, it's probably because they've compromised something else, which might be spin. It might be launch. It might be the both of them. So it will be really interesting to see what the stories are going forward. Um, you know what the new products are. I know what they are, but I can't talk about them. Um, you as the consumer will probably start seeing these and hearing about it, uh, early January. um, but it is very, very interesting to see what the marketing campaigns are going to be like, and certainly more than anything is to see what these are like in um, in players' hands. And of course, we all know that you know the drivers launched this year. Um, you know, there's going to be new drivers launched the year after and they're going to be referencing this product as it didn't do this or it didn't do that. And for me as a fitter, that's exactly what I want to find out with a product is. Yes, it can do this and maybe the speed is higher or the launch is lower or the, uh, or the the spin is lower and the launch is higher, whatever it is. But what doesn't it do? You know, what, what, is, what, what are the problems with this product um, in a player's hands? You know, As an example, I'll give you a really easy one here. Um, G425 driver, very forgiving product, looks pretty solid behind the ball. Um, I personally think it's quite easy to fit these drivers and you normally get very, very good results very quickly. Um, you don't really have to work that hard uh, to get one of these products in a player's bag. However, the downside to it from my experience anyway, is the sound. And, you know, some people hit the driver and think, oh my God, I can't play with that. You know, the sound is horrendous. Um, So it will be interesting with Ping as an example now is whether, you know, the sound of the new driver is a little bit different going into, you know, the end of 2022 and into 2023. You know, is that going to be something which they manipulate a little bit? Um, thinking of other products, Uh, Right off the top of my head, uh, the Callaway drivers this year. Um, You know, I think the Callaway drivers have been pretty solid for the last couple of years and, you know, there's been evolutionary tweaks. I think, if I'm being really honest, I think their story has been a little bit weak over the last couple of years where, you know, they've relied on um, artificial intelligence to uh you know design the faces of the drivers and they can't really tell you exactly what they've done in what spot um because it's all done by this fancy computer. Um, Personally I think it's quite hard to sell that uh, to a client. I'm not saying the products are bad because they're really not. They've been good for a long time. But um, you know from a from a marketing perspective I don't think it's been that great. so it will be interesting to see if that changes for next year and perhaps whether there are any tweaks uh, to the product. Um, but I guess that's not far off kind of what I wanted to uh, to talk about today. Uh, again, it's going to be a shorter podcast. Um, if you've got any questions that you want me to answer, please fire them in. Send me a, a direct message on Instagram um, I've not got access to my Facebook at the moment, but, um, you can certainly go onto my Instagram. Uh, you can even send me a WhatsApp if you want to, and I'll, um, you know, add your questions to, to the podcast in the future. I'm going to try and, you know, get these podcasts out on a weekly basis going forward. Uh, so any content that you guys want me to talk about, please fire it across. Uh, and i will be more than happy to answer your questions, uh, and talk about whatever content you want. You guys are the guys that are going to be dictating what I talk about. So, yeah, fire them across. Uh, I hope everybody uh, has a good couple of weeks practice and playing. uh, Get out there and play as much as you can uh, and enjoy it. Um, And, yeah, I will see you soon. Thank you very much indeed.